Welcome back to A View from the Couch. My name is Rich. And I'm Jen. And today we're going to do the hustle. That's right. Or maybe we'll talk about the Netflix movie Hustle. That's right. So this is, but this is not just a Netflix movie. This is a basketball movie. It is. Called Hustle. Yep. And it's an Adam Sandler basketball movie called Hustle. I've always associated Adam Sandler with hockey for some dumb reason. I don't know. Is that because of Happy Gilmore? I think so. Okay. Yeah. I think he's a huge basketball fan. Actually, I know. He's a huge basketball fan in real life. And he loves, I mean, he loves to play basketball. He likes watching basketball. He is a basketball fan. Do you have any idea who his team is? I'm not really sure. Uh, Different interviews, I believe they said Nets, maybe Knicks, but then... I think he also mentioned maybe Celtics, or maybe that's who he was cheering for in the playoffs. I don't remember now. I'm not sure. Okay, well, I've lost a lot of respect for him if he's a Celtics <laughs> fan, because, you know, whatever. Anyway, I don't like the Celtics. But as a as a lifelong Sixers fan, I can't bring myself to like anything about the Celtics, except Bill <laughs> Russell. Bill Russell was a good guy. So anyway, yeah. So other Adam Sandler movies that we've seen have all been like comedies for the most part, right? Uncut Gems is kind of the the outlier in that area, as far as you and me. Have you ever seen him in any other dramatic roles? I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I'm maybe? I don't know. Okay. I myself have seen him in Punch Drunk Love, which he was very good in. I have also seen him in a movie called Rain Over Me, which is an examination of like PTSD following 9-11. And I I don't remember that movie very well, so I couldn't tell you how good or bad he was in that movie. Okay. I think he's a fairly solid dramatic actor based on Uncut Gems and Punch Drunk Love. So, yeah. All right. Yeah, I definitely think most of what I've seen him in is his comedy stuff. (laughs) But I have seen Uncut Gems. Right. And now I've seen this. Right. Now, did you... So this movie's been out for a little while. Did did you see this previous to watching it for the review? Yes. I watched this when it first came out. Okay. Okay. So again, huge Sixers fan. You know this, but for the audience, I'm a huge Sixers fan. And when this movie was being shot, it was all the talk in the fan circles on Reddit, on Facebook, when I was on Facebook, about how some of the Sixers were going to make their acting debuts, like Tobias Harris or Tyrese Maxey or Matisse Thibel. And I, of course, as soon as I heard about it, I was like, well, I got to see this. I had no idea that it was him working for the Sixers. So this movie is very much steeped in Philly sports Mm -hmm. and steeped in like Sixers lore. So that was kind of a treat for me. But yes, I saw this right off the bat. Okay. Okay. I did not. I hadn't heard about it right away either. It wasn't until it had been out for a few weeks, and then I started hearing some buzz about how great this movie was. Like, yeah. there was a lot of good talk yeah. about how good this movie was, but I still didn't get what it watched till just recently, until <laughs> I did it for this. I don't know why. It just didn't come up as, let's go and watch this. I guess I wasn't really sure what to expect, because, you know, I do see a lot of his comedy movies, so I didn't know mm-hmm. if this was going to be, like, some kind of weird comedy basketball thing or if it was going to be a little more serious i i didn't know what to expect i hadn't seen any previews um 
so I kind of came into this not knowing what to expect other than a basketball movie. Right. And this isn't really your cup of tea either. You're not generally a sports movie fan, right? I know I'm not, not generally speaking. I like sports, but I'm not a big fan of sports movies, generally speaking. I think it depends. They're kind of hit and miss with me. But basketball is definitely not your sport. It is not. Okay. That's a sport that, for some reason, I just don't get into. Although, I've watched some games with you, and mm-hmm. some of it's interesting. But mm-hmm. I, by the end of the game, I'm usually checked out of it. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably because I'm talking your ear off about everything. But, yeah. You are a big basketball fan, that's for sure. You know a lot of the players. You like to share your information. And I honestly, I, I try and pay attention, but sometimes it's just like, <laughs> after a while, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I, I do love basketball. I do. You know, when I was a kid, I wasn't, I wasn't a huge fan of like playing basketball, but I like to go to like pro games. So my dad took me to the Spectrum back in the day to watch the Sixers play because my dad was a big fan of Charles Barkley, who was on the Sixers at the time. And this was mm, mid eighties or so. And I, I want to say right before Dr. J retired. And so I got to see Dr. J play in his latter years. And, and he's always been one of my big, my big favorite players is Dr. J Julius Irving. The man had did some amazing crap on the court. And so you know, that's really where my, my love of basketball and my love of the Sixers started. It's kind of the, like my story about how I fell in love with the Phillies and that my parents, Mets fans, brought me to Veterans Stadium because it was closer than Shea Stadium to where we lived to go and see the Phillies and the Mets play. And, of course, the song goes root, root, root for the home team. So that's who I rooted for, the home team. So ended up being a Phillies fan too. But here we are. So, yes, I love basketball. And I like basketball movies. So like some basketball, there's like a movie called He Got Game. There's there's a movie called Love and Basketball, which we talked about on the Woman King podcast because the director of the Woman King is the director of Love and Basketball. I saw that too. I don't even remember what the hell it's about, but (laughs) I remember, I remember watching that movie. Sure. So yeah, I will, I will watch basketball movies. I even went and saw Space Jam, the original, not that LeBron James thing. All right. Fair enough. There we go. So I'll shut up about basketball for now. I can see you rolling your eyes already. <laughs> why don't why don't we break from the basketball and you tell us the cast and crew? All right, this was directed by Jeremiah Zager. It was written by Taylor Matern and Will Fetters. This stars a ton of people. I'm just gonna hit the main ones. <laughs> we'll talk about the rest of them, I'm sure, as we kind of go through the movie. Right. Adam Sandler stars as Stanley Sugarman. Queen Latifah is his wife, Teresa Sugarman. Or T. Wacho Hernan Gomez as Bo Cruz. Ben Foster as Vince Merrick. Kenny Smith as Leon. Anthony Edwards as Kermit Wiltz. And Jordan Hall as Alex Sugarman. Now this is Wancho Hernan Gomez's acting debut. Right. I've seen several interviews. He's pretty confident this is going to be his only acting credit because he <laughs> loves basketball so much more. He loves basketball. That's his thing. He said this was fun, but he really wants to be a basketball player. Is is this Kenny Smith's acting debut as well? Because that's Kenny Smith, Kenny the Jet Smith of the, I want to say the way I remember him is from the Houston Rockets mostly. 
He he was part of that Hakeem Olajuwon Houston Rockets from the late 90s era, I guess. It looks like Kenny Smith's maybe done some voice acting. Okay, all right. I'm not I'm I can't I can't say for sure. Well, he's been in a couple TV series and stuff it looks like. So maybe not his first first time out, but maybe his first movie. Okay. All right. Well, fair enough, I guess. I also want to point out real quick, too, that Juancho Hernan Gomez and Anthony Edwards played together on the Minnesota Timberwolves. They did. Yes, they did. And Juancho was the one that suggested Anthony Edwards for Kermit because he was already in the part with doing readings and starting up the Mm -hmm. uh, casting part of it or whatever. So he was involved with it at this point. Okay. And he said... This guy I know, Anthony Edwards, would make a great Kermit. He's like Kermit. He likes to trash talk. He's he, a smack talker. Yeah, yeah. He he would be great here. And so then he <laughs> mentioned it to Kermit. Uh, Kermit. He mentioned it to Anthony Edwards. Yeah. And then he said he was interested. So then he passed the name on. And so that's actually how he got involved too. Oh, that's so I thought that was kind of cool. That is cool. Yeah. Teammates help out teammates. Neither one of or well, no, not neither one of them. They are no longer teammates. I think Juan got sent to Utah. When they traded for Rudy Gobert last summer. Okay. So, but yeah, they are no longer teammates. So, I also looked up how Wancho got this because I was, I was, this you is can just fast. call him Juan. <laughs> okay, but in every interview, everybody calls him Wancho and he goes by Wancho and everything. Really? I've seen. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Literally every, I, I watched about 10 different interviews. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. My bad. I always thought he was, I thought he was Juan. That's well, and maybe the way that's what he goes. Him by with basketball and stuff too i don't know that must be his acting name maybe it's his acting name even though he doesn't want to do acting so i was curious as to how he got this part because with him being a basketball player i was wondering how do they go about choosing a basketball player to play this part because they wanted authenticity and Mm -hmm. that's why we see so many NBA players. We right. see actual coaches right. in here. We see actual sports agents and <laughs> fans. <laughs> and you see just every, I mean, yeah. all sorts of types of people involved with basketball right. are in this movie, which I think is super cool. It gives yeah. this movie the authentic feel to it. Wancho was asked in December of 2019 if he'd be interested in possibly doing this movie sure he said absolutely not i i don't want to be an actor i play basketball right. this is what i do yeah. covid hit uh. he was quarantined in charlotte with his brother and sister and his sister he said i don't know if she was bored with us or what but he she talked him into doing the casting videos and i've seen this casting video and it's it's as bad as you think it would it be. is bad as okay. what you would think it would be he said <laughs> I had no idea how to do a casting video. We didn't know what we were doing. So they put an iPhone on the counter and they just read through lines. <laughs> he said, yeah. I don't know what they saw in this thing because I've seen it. It's terrible. But they liked it. Something in there they liked. So he met with the casting director. He met with the movie director. Then yeah. he met with Adam Sandler. And still at this point, he was still thinking, oh, I'll probably have a part in this. But, you know, I'm not the main character. And then all of a sudden, he's the main character. So he said it was just a fluke that you know his sister talked him into doing this anyway so interesting interesting but it sounds like he showed up and did his job he was very professional everybody that worked with him on this said he worked very hard he worked with a acting coach so it wasn't like he just showed up and didn't really put in the effort to do his job here 
Sure. That makes sense. He seems like a professional kind of guy. I think so. Now, should we get into the story? We certainly can do that. All right. All right. So, Stan Sugarman is a scout for the Philadelphia 76ers. He lives a life on the road while he is searching for the next best new basketball talent worldwide. So, he's all over the globe. Being on the road all the time, however, means that he misses all of his daughter's birthdays. He's His relationship with his wife is not strained, but he doesn't spend as much time at home as he'd like to. So Sixers owner Rex Merrick promotes Stan to assistant coach, which means he'll be able to be home more often. You know, they play 82 games a year. Half of that, he'll be home. But that very evening, as Stan is celebrating, driving around in his car, he gets the news over the radio that Rex, who's elderly, it's an older man, he's played by Robert Duvall. Rex died. And that leaves his son Vince, with whom Stan has kind of a rocky relationship, in charge of the team. And Vince promptly sends Stan back out on the road to scout again. He didn't even get a chance to sit in his office for more than 10 seconds before he gets sent back out on the road. Yeah, this this was an interesting start. I I wasn't sure if I totally loved the way this started, just mm-hmm. because I feel like I've seen this before, sure. where a guy gets a promotion, the person that did it dies, and either nobody knows about it or, you know, something. Right, I feel like right. I've seen this before. But I was okay with it because it does lead into the story well. You know, it's it it's not just used for the sake of not having an idea of how to start the story, I guess, maybe. Right. I don't know. What did you think of it? It felt rather formulaic to me, yeah. like you said. But it. I think it also just kind of gets the story rolling, honestly. Yeah, it gets you the conflict with the characters you need the conflict right. with. Yep. And yeah, it shows starts, us that he and Vince don't have a good relationship. And even and, the, not that it's a bad conflict, but even the conflict with his family, you know, his family wants him home. He wants right. to be home. And right. there's, yeah. you know, nothing he can do about that at that point. So, yeah. I mean, you could do it a different way. You could say, you know, he's an assistant coach. And when Rex dies, Vince sends him out on the road. You know, he's an established assistant coach that gets sent back out on the road. But then you don't have this, you know, with the, with the family, you know, his desire to be home right. isn't as great maybe because he's been home at least. Yeah. And there's a point. line that said up front here that he hasn't been home for his daughter's birthday in nine years. Right. That really, I think, is important later with something that happens and we'll, when that happens, we'll talk about that. Sure. I want to make sure. sure we talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. Stan is encouraged by his wife and his former college teammate turned sports agent, Leon Rich, to quit. But Stan wants to coach, and he feels like that if he can prove himself to Vince, he's going to be rewarded with that assistant coaching job again. So he flies off to Spain where he's going to scout a player that ends up no-showing on him. <laughs> this was funny because like the guy wanted him to talk to the coach. Wanted Stan to talk to the coach, and Stan's like, what the hell is the coach going to tell me? I want to see this kid play, right? Right. It's pretty funny. But so Stan's like, well, is there anywhere I can shoot some hoop? I just want to get on a court for right now. You know, if I can't do this, then I'm just going to play some basketball. And he goes looking for a court, but he runs across a pickup game where he witnesses a local guy whose name is Bo Cruz just school this dude. And wins, wins, wins over him pretty easily. 
So he's so impressed with Bo that he decides he's going to follow Bo home. He gets on the same bus as him. He kind of hits on him on the bus without intentionally hitting on him. That was so funny. It was pretty funny. What? Did that, was that dirty? Did that sound dirty? <laughs> that wasn't supposed to sound dirty. <laughs> and then he finally almost gets chased out of the apartment complex because Bo's kind of had enough. But it's only when Stan FaceTimes with Dirk Nowitzki to prove that he is legitimately a scout for the NBA that Bo's going to listen to him. So he gets... He gets Dirk Nowitzki on the phone, on the phone, and this is where we kind of get our first, you know, look at a real NBA player besides Juancho Hernan Gomez in the movie. Right, and I just want to point out, I actually know the name Dirk Nowitzki in that he was a NBA player. Really? So I was pretty proud of myself. I actually knew that one. Okay. Because right. a lot of these people in here, I wouldn't be able to tell you anything about them. Well, there's one that you know for sure because you pointed it out to me. I did? Yeah. I don't remember it now. It's, it's, <laughs> hey, just think about the Sixers and who am I always talking about? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Embiid, right? The, yeah. Yes, that was funny. That and now we—he's not in here, though, right? His name's no, just name dropped. He's in there. He's in there, but he doesn't have any kind of speaking parts. It's only in like footage of the games. Okay, okay. Because there's a part where the new owner, the kid's son—I don't can't remember what his name is. Yeah, he is thinking about trading Embiid for this other for, like, thing, like a package of right. picks and shit. Anyways, and I, was, like, I wrote down. I'm not an NBA fan, but I even know that's a dumb move. I wrote, I wrote down, here's my note for that. Vince is kind of a prick. You don't trade Embiid. He's not just a prick. He's a moron. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you don't, you don't trade Embiid. You build around Embiid. So. I even know that. I mean, the little bit I've been around watching games with you, he, the dude's good. He's I won't good. shut up about it, right? Well, not just that, but I mean, I've watched some of the games. Yeah, he yeah. is a very good player. Yeah, I even know you don't do that. <laughs> this guy's an idiot. He doesn't know what he's doing. And that's, of course, why what happens at the end happens at the end. Right. Absolutely. So Stan has coffee with Bo and his mother, Paola, and she tells Stan that Bo was talented from a very early age and that he was invited to play in the U.S. when he was 15 years old. But his girlfriend at the time got pregnant with their daughter, Lucia. So he ended up staying in Spain and worked construction to support his daughter. To make extra money, though, he hustles at pickup games at night. So Stan arranges a pickup game with the Spanish national team where Bo kind of shows off his skills. He shows off his ability to jump and shoot and defend. And Stan tries to get Vince to sign Bo, but Vince is not convinced. Eh? Huh? No? Okay. Stan, Stan decides to take Cruz back to the U.S. and he tells him that Cruz is either going to be signed by the Sixers or he's going to enter the NBA draft. He kind of lies to him here a little bit. Kind he of? says the okay. He really lies to him yeah. here. He says that yes, the Sixers want him there, and that the Sixers are footing the bill and all this stuff. But also I, lies to his wife. He does, but I like the fact that Stan really believes in this kid. Like he's sticking his neck out to give this kid a shot. You know, I get it, but like. He shouldn't it, have lied to his wife. He shouldn't have lied to and any of these And I don't think people. he should have lied to Bo either. I think he should have said, look, come with me. I mean, he doesn't have to say this. out there, yeah. He doesn't have to say the 76ers are interested. He said, come with me. I want people to see what you can do. Right. I, that's all you have to say. Something. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, but now, admittedly, this is basically just setting up the conflict that's going to kind of get yes. them back together at the end yes. or towards the end of the movie. Yeah. Mm, third act time frame. But still, it it's kind of a shitty thing for Stan to do. And I kind of checked out on him at first with that. But I'm quickly back into it because he's pretty funny in certain spots. Like, there's a... <laughs> Like, the kid goes off to, like, just play pickup games when they get to the U.S. Like, yeah. goes off to hustle people for money, and, and he's, like, showing off the money. He's like, yeah, that's great. 20 bucks. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> There's a running it's... joke between Bo and Stan, too, about Stan being overweight. Right. You yeah, know? Stan's yeah. fat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you say something about my weight? <laughs> so, But when they get to the airport in Philly, Cruz gets detained due to an aggravated assault charge that he got in Spain. The authorities release Cruz after the Sixers lawyer becomes involved, but Stan is warned that even a small run-in with the cops, like running a red light or something like that, could end up getting Bo deported back to Spain. Stan arranges for Bo to play in a showcase that was organized by Leon, and there he meets and plays against the presumptive second pick in the draft, Kermit Wiltz, which Stan says, you can take this guy, he's named after a frog. <laughs> Anyway, Stan tells Cruz that if he shuts Wiltz down, that's going to raise his stock in the NBA draft, should he get into the draft. Makes sense, right? If you can mm -hmm. shut down the second round pick. Yeah. Yeah, you pretty much got what, what it takes. During the scrimmage, Bo shows flashes of talent, but he also proves to be somewhat mentally soft. He can't take the trash talking that Wiltz is lobbing at him. He's able to get under his skin, which kind of causes Vince to pass on Bo, although I think Vince was already going to pass on him anyway. He doesn't want Stan to succeed. He doesn't like Stan. No, I, th I don't think there was ever a shot right. for him to be on the Sixers. Yeah, exactly. So Bo, or excuse me, so Stan goes to Vince and says, hey, you know, I took a shot here. You should take, you know, you should take a shot on this because I know what I'm seeing here. And they have a little bit of an argument and Stan basically tells him to what does he say? He says, this is, okay, so this is the spot where Vince says, this isn't the guy. You need to go back out there. And he says, I guess you're going to miss another one of your daughter's birthdays. Right. That crosses the line. It does. It does cross the line. And he tells, he tells Vince basically to, you know, get fucked in so many words. Take your five-star hotels and shove them up your ass or something like that. Yeah, I don't remember exactly what he yeah. says, but yeah. And, uh, and he quits. So he's gonna. He decides he's gonna train Bo himself. He's gonna prep him for the NBA draft himself. And you know, over the course of that training, Bo improves greatly. Over the next few weeks, he continues to work with Stan. But ultimately, Stan can't get him into the combine because Vince has been out there spreading the information that Bo has an assault charge under his belt. I know he's now actively. He's actively trying to sabotage anything that Stan's doing. Yes. Yeah. Well, I don't understand why he has such a grudge with Stan. Is it because his dad liked him so much? That's probably what it is. Maybe, but they don't explore that enough. Yeah. I mean, that, that could be the assumption, and I think it's a valid assumption. Yeah. It makes sense, but I don't... It, it's never it's never yeah, explicitly it is, said. But so. there was a couple times in this movie I was like, what is his deal? He's a prick. It's Ben <laughs> yeah. Foster. He plays a prick really, really well. <laughs> <laughs> so in the course of all of this, it comes out that the Sixers hadn't been interested in at all the whole time and stan has been misleading Bo, and so they end up in this big argument they have a big kind of knockdown drag out fight which kind of culminates 
in Bo telling Stan that the reason that he even has an assault charge is because he hit Lucia's mother's boyfriend when Lucia's mother was saying that she wanted to have sole custody of Lucia. And this kind of causes Stan to kind of come out of his shell a little bit about a hand injury that he had. He sustained it in a drunk driving incident. He got drunk. He went driving. He wrecked his hand. He cost his team a shot at the national title, his college team, and he ended up in jail for six months. And this is where they kind of bond again. Mm-hmm. This is this is the this is the payoff for Stan's lie. Yeah, is that they're gonna? It's gonna kind of reconstitute them as a team, and get them back out there to really determined to, you know, make Bo known. So Stan keeps trying to get Bo into the combine, but he can't do it. Like he's unsuccessful at every turn. Nobody wants to do any favors for him. Nobody wants to help him out. So the Sugarmans decide that they are going to put together a viral video, and T calls. The doctor. Julius, the doctor, Irving. <laughs> he, she calls him to help them create the viral video. They call it the bow challenge. And the challenge is opposing players on a playground, on a, on a basketball court out in Philly, they have to try and score on bow for money. And if they can, it's 50 bucks. If they can hit the rim, it's fifty bucks. If it's it's a hundred bucks, if you make a shot. Yep. Right. And only one of them is able to do it. Right. And then if you go one on one against him and you beat him, you get a thousand or something like that. Right. Was it a thousand or a hundred? Well, it was a hundred if you made the shot. Maybe a thousand if they beat him. I don't remember exactly what it was if you beat him, but I remember it was fifty for hitting the rim. Right. There's only one guy that got to hit the rim, and that guy gets fifty bucks. Yep. And then Tobias Harris shows up, current sixer Tobias Harris shows up to play against him one-on-one. And this gets spread everywhere. Like, mm-hmm. this is all over the place. And it ends up, it culminates with Bo getting invited to the combine, yeah. which is great, right? Mm-hmm. Except that Bo is kind of, he's kind of distraught. He's kind of downtrodden because he hasn't seen his daughter in weeks. Mm-hmm. And it's just the longest, he's never been away from her at all. Yeah. And so Stan's like, all right, well, to get his head back in the game, I'm going to bring Lucia and Paula from Spain to New York, because the Combine's in New York, to New York to watch the Combine. So this kind of gets the kid back, gets him rejuvenated, gets him ready to go again. And he manages to impress the judges at the Combine with his physicality, his ability to jump, his wingspan, all the things that are... The intangibles when it comes to basketball, not the actual skill for playing basketball, but like how tall he is, how, you know, how, how much of a wingspan he's got, how high he can jump, how fast he can run, all those things. But when he gets into a five on five game against his now rival Kermit Wiltz, Wiltz eggs Bo on again. He gets under his skin again, but this time he uses Bo's mother and his daughter as pawns in his little head game. Yeah, so there was an interview with Anthony Edwards, and they asked him if he eggs people on like that, you know. Yeah. And he said, well, yeah, that's just something you do in basketball. However, in this movie, my character was definitely crossing the line. Like, that's (laughs) too far. (laughs) (laughs) Made me think of, like, uh, Mr. T trying to get Rocky to fight him by, you know, hitting on Adrian. 
you know? Yeah. That's what it kind of reminded me of. Yeah. Sort okay. of. Kind of, sort of. That's over the line, right? Yeah. Sorry, Smokey, that's over the line. <laughs> yeah, it's one thing to trash talk, but once you start involving kids, I mean, especially yeah. kids and moms, it's like, yeah, come man, on. no mothers, man, no mothers. <laughs> Leave them out of it. Leave the mothers out. So, but so we see here that Bo definitely has not gotten his emotions under control when he's playing a game or his temper. Yeah. He kind of loses it and he uh-huh. pushes Wilts to the ground and he stops short of punching him. He ends up smacking the yeah. the the court right next to his head. But he's had enough at that point. He's really frustrated and he leaves. Yeah. Yeah. So this appears to be the end of their journey together, their their experiment. So Stan accompanies so before we yeah. go any further, at this point, yeah. did you anticipate how the movie was going to end? Did you think it was gonna end with him coming back to the basketball or was it going to end with them just being basically family members, like long distance family members, or like close friends or something? I wanted it to be a realistic movie and end that way. Yeah. But I knew that this is a Hollywood movie, so it's going to end up with him playing basketball. Right. So, right. I mean, I knew okay. where this was going to end all along, that he was going to end up on a team. I honestly didn't think he would end up you know, where he ends up, mm-hmm. but... I guess we'll get there. Yeah. Okay. And not that it matters that much. I was just, like you said, it's it's Hollywood movie. So, you know, I was anticipating him getting to play yet. But I was like, you know, if he didn't get on there, I'd be okay with that too, I think. You know, you, you basically explore a story about two people becoming close friends, you know. Or getting over their their past mistakes to find mm-hmm. a common ground, you yeah. know. I mean, yeah. We still get th- that. Yeah, we do. But that's not the story. The story is how he becomes an NBA player. Right. Yep. And Stan becomes an assistant coach, which I guess we'll get to. But yep. So if the mission statement was to explore that, then they would have already been done with this movie. Stan takes Bo to the airport. Lucia and Paola have already gone back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he couldn't get them on the same flight, I guess. But before... Bo's plane can leave, Stan gets a call from Leon about a game. It's a private game that is only for players and front office members. And Bo and Wiltz have both been invited to this game. So he's kind of got one last shot to show that he can take what this kid can dish out. Mm-hmm. So, and this is where Bo really shows out. He shuts Wiltz down defensively. He kicks ass offensively and everyone's impressed mm-hmm. the thing is also attended by cat who is vince's sister and she comes to stan and she says look i'm going to be taking over basketball operations from vince it's not working out with him so he tried to trade Embiid. he's done yeah he's fired. why would you do that <laughs> it's pretty obvious <laughs> So we cut then to five months later. We get the little five months later title card. Yep. And it's revealed that Stan has been rehired by the Sixers. And he is now an assistant coach for realsies this time because Len Rivers, there's only one doc in Philly and it's Dr. Irving, Dr. J, not not Glenn Rivers. So <laughs> he goes by Doc Rivers. That's for anybody that's listening that might be a, six, a sports fan that knows that Glenn Rivers goes by Doc. It's obviously not for you. So never mind. Anyway, <laughs> there's only one doc in, uh, there's only one doctor 
in Philly, and it's Dr. J. Thank you very much. Anyway, it is uh, revealed that also that Bo has been drafted into the NBA. So basically what's going on here is the Sixers are playing the Celtics. And at tip-off, we see Stan walk out with Doc, with Glenn, Glenn Rivers, and Stan's prepping for a game against the Boston Celtics, and we get this reveal when they get out on the court that Bo has been drafted by the Celtics. And he's wearing Stan's number, 22. Mm-hmm. And as a kind of as a tribute to Stan and everything that he did to kind of help him. Because his mother, at one point his mother said that Stan is the oak tree for him the way Bo had been the oak tree for Lucia and Paola. Mm-hmm. So and so Stan, excuse me, not Stan, but Bo has an oak tree on his on his arm, his left arm, which he had previously left blank to show that he doesn't have any any tributes to his father. Right. Yeah. So his yeah. father was absent. So he has tattoos on his right arm across his chest, which he says his right arm is for his daughter, his chest is for his mother, his left arm, which was completely blank, was for his father. Right. But now, now he has now we have that. the yep. oak tree on there. Mm-hmm. Yep. So they have a they have a moment. They you know they hug. He tells them to go get them. You know, play hard. Blah blah blah. But then Stan turns around and tells Tobias Harris how to read Bo's drive to the basket. And <laughs> of course the the he does. That's what a does. coach is going to do. That's what and a good you coach would do, right? You know what? If he didn't do that, I feel like that's disrespecting Bo. Right, and disrespecting his position. Yep. Right. Yep. So you have to do that. Absolutely. Yep. Well, that's the end of the movie, though. It is. It is. So in one interview I was watching with Wancho, he was saying that after the movie came out, he has a picture with LeBron James, which he was super excited to get. He's a huge fan of LeBron James. He said after the movie came out, LeBron James came up to him and said, hey, I saw your movie. You looked really good in that. And he's like, holy shit, LeBron James knows who I am. You know, like just like fanning out like, you know, who this who his big idol, you know? Yeah, but LeBron produced this movie. He he helped executive produce this movie. He must not have never met him before that. And anyways, he said... He didn't know, I guess. He said he loves basketball so much more. And so for him, meeting LeBron James was a lot more nerve-wracking than meeting Adam Sandler. Well, sure. Yeah. Yeah. But... I thought it was really interesting watching these interviews, the different perspectives that you had, because the NBA players that were being interviewed, they're talking about all these other NBA players and all these famous actors that were in some of these takes and just being surrounded by all these people. And then when Adam Sandler was talking, he's such a big fan. He was talking about all these NBA players and how awesome they were and how he was he got to play a game with some of these guys. Oh, really? And he said, you know, somebody passed him a ball and he was shaking so much to try and shoot it. He did make it. They showed a clip of it. Oh, really? He did. But he said, I was just shaking so bad because it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm playing with these guys. But <laughs> I thought that was really neat that... You know, he has so much respect for these people, and he's a fan. I mean, yeah. he's a super fan of these oh, that's people. that's cool. That's, that's interesting. It, I it makes I... him seem like one of us. And and I know actors are just like us to a certain point. You know, they got a lot more money, and they could do a lot more things that we could do. But they have fandoms just like we do, you sure. know? And getting to meet somebody like that's exciting for them. Yeah, I, mean, I thought at, it was really neat. Look at Henry Cavill. That guy loves playing, like, Warhammer 40, 40K. I mean, like... <laughs> Like what a nerd, but he's he's like one of us, but you know only wealthy and like super in shape and hot, right? So yeah, you know. 
Yeah, I get it. Do you have a favorite basketball player? I know you're not like huge in basketball, but I feel like I feel like everybody has a favorite basketball player when it comes down to it. Anybody that likes I, sports in general. I don't know that I have one right now, but when I was growing up, I really thought Michael Jordan was cool. Michael Jordan is I arguably the greatest. Loved watching ever. like his videos of his like jumps and I mean, that dude could jump like it wings crazy. Yeah, you could you believed he could fly? Is what you're saying? Literally, you believed yes. he could touch yeah. the sky. I mean, I, I thought he was fun to watch, but I really don't watch it now, so I don't know that I really have a favorite player now. Right. Sure. Who's your favorite player? My c- current favorite player. Yeah. Probably a tie between Maxi and Embiid. But my all-time favorite players are like Dr. J and Charles Barkley, Michael Jordan. Players like that. Sure. You know? Sure. Oh, you know, I also like Shaquille O'Neal. I But I like him, too, because I've seen him in interviews and stuff, and he seems like a fun guy. Like, he seems personable. You he know? seems nice for a flat earther. <laughs> yeah. Well, you told me about the flat earth thing, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> Oh, Shaq. Oh, that's sad. (laughs) But yeah, well, I I like basketball. I like the the culture of it. I like the, the, I don't know, the the spectacle of it. Yeah. Yeah. Big basketball fan. Cool. All right. Do you have any other notes? You know, I wanted to ask you, actually, did you happen upon any alternate castings for Bo Cruz? I did not. Okay. I happened to cross some information, and if I'm stepping on any toes or any of any of your notes, I, I apologize, but I want to throw this out there. Yeah, go for it. This was originally supposed to be about Stan going to China and finding a basketball player there. And because Netflix doesn't do business in China, they weren't able to do that. They had to switch it to Spain. So it could have easily been you know, a different player, but we just don't know who they had in mind. Right. At the time. Right. Yeah, I never, I read that, but I didn't have any names attached sure. to any of it and any of the stuff I came up with. And like I said, I watched lots of interviews and they didn't really talk about any any other things like that. I only watched one with the director and that was a pretty short one. So I suppose if there was more in depth, maybe that would come up. But. Yeah, I really don't know the director from anything. I mean, I'd never heard his name before I saw it. But then again... I mean, so many sports movies, I don't know the director. I mean, except for like, dude went to the right thing, but he got game. That's Spike Lee. But Mm -hmm. then that's Spike Lee, so. Right, right. Yeah. So no other notes? Anything else you want to talk about before we? Nope, I think I got everything covered through the, while we were talking. Well then, let's do our thing. Keep, rent, or erase, Jennifer. And why? This is actually a keep for me. I really enjoyed this movie. I felt like it was very authentic. And I think them casting actual basketball players, basketball coaches, basketball trainers, I think that helped because it felt like I was watching a movie about basketball, not people acting in a movie about basketball. So I've, I felt like it's very authentic. I really liked the story between Stanley and Bo. It was interesting. I like their character development in there. I'm impressed with Wancho and his acting. Is it like A-list? 
no. <laughs> but for never being an actor in high school or having acting classes, I mean, he did take some once he got cast, but, you know, that's, a, what, a few months of acting classes? I right. mean, he's not trained for this, and I thought he did really well for being an untrained actor. Not bad for a basketball player is what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Sure, sure, so sure. I... I'm going to do this as a keep. I've watched this twice in the last week already, and I definitely will watch it again. So this is a keep for me. Very cool. How about you? This is a keep for me, but I think a soft keep. I think there's some predictability to it. Mm -hmm. Adam Sandler does an okay job. I think Hernan Gomez does does a pretty good job. As far as like my favorite basketball movies go, this isn't it, but it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It, it's definitely a keeper, but it's not like high up there keep. That would like if I'm going to compare it to a movie, I'm going to compare it to He Got Game, because that's my all time favorite basketball movie. Better than Blue Chips, better than Hoosiers. This is it, you know. But I mean, it's not bad. It's a good movie. It's 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 fun. It's a good movie. I enjoyed it. I wanted to like it more because the Sixers were in it. But if I remove the fact that the Sixers are in it, is it a compelling movie? Sure, to a, to a degree. Yeah, absolutely. See, and I don't care about that so to me <laughs> I know. so that for me wasn't a factor of right. where where it takes place well and that's what i said yeah. i had to like take myself take my fandom out of it right to really you know kind of evaluate where i sit on this yeah. movie i'll yeah. watch it again absolutely if it's on that i'll watch sense. it absolutely yep. Yep. i gotcha i will suggest that if you sports movies at all i would say go see or watch rent whatever he got game it's also got denzel washington in it Mm, all right. And directed by Spike Lee. You cannot go wrong with Denzel Washington and Spike Lee in the same movie or involved in the same movie. So, yeah. So what are we doing next? All right. Next week, we are going to cover Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Fury of the Gods? No. Fury. Oh. Boy, I thought we were Not getting Not furry kinky. gods. Oh. No. Fury. I thought we were going to get kinky. <laughs> thought we were going to get woo. No, we're not getting woo. Okay. All right. Well, I guess we will. I mean, it's it's another superhero movie. I predict. I predict big CGI battle at the end. That's my prediction. You're probably not wrong. I wish I wasn't getting burned out of superhero movies. But here we are. Anyway, we'll see you next week right here on the couch for Shazam Furry Gods or something. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to A View from the Couch, a Space Moose Media podcast. You can interact with our hosts on Twitter by going to twitter.com forward slash view underscore couch. You can also email us at aviewfromthecouch at yahoo.com. If you've enjoyed this episode, please help us get noticed by leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast platform of your choice. Thanks for listening.